1: Check, 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 one, two, one to the two one to the two 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 Hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot, hold on.
2: The Audio Fun Bag is brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. And now, we kick it.
3: The Audio Fun Bag, Chapter 56, all brought to you by Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com, and Responsibly Vodka. Drink responsibly. How's my little race car in the red? I am so faking being into (laughs) this right now. You have spent the last 45 minutes, and I've been going through all of the errors that we have going on at this radio station and things that are going on where people are not paying attention to the smallest amount of detail, and I'm so pissed off, and I'm so frustrated. Somebody call me. Another market. Call me. If you've got an NFL team, call me. Week two of Carlos on the couch. Call me. That's two weeks in a row, baby. What's up, Dallas? Used to work at the ticket. (laughs) I'll run a board. What's up? Nashville, what are you doing? Baby, it's radio, man. Don't take yourself too serious.
1: It's radio. I just
3: want stuff to sound good. I know you do. And we have so many things.
1: And that's why I'm here. I'm
3: frustrated. And you just bring it right to my attention. then you're like, (laughs) here, look at this person doing stuff for financial information. I'm like, holy shit, that is not how financial information works at all. Do
1: you want to just put it in the fun bag later tonight? Do you want to put the new edition in? No, let's save it for an actual fun bag
3: that we'll do on air because it'll be that much better because management actually said, please don't put that on the air in a fun bag. And I'm like, fuck off. We're going to play that just to highlight it. That's your friend. So that's where where I'm at right now. Okay. That's where I'm at at the level of frustration. Let's talk about this.
1: (laughs) Good. Something else. Anything else? That rant brought to you by Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. Yeah. I don't think Jamie's
3: like, oh, yeah, it puts my uh, company in a great light. (laughs) Like the Bynums are like, if it drives you to drink, maybe that's good for us. I'm going to pour myself a good, responsibly vodka later. Take it
1: down a notch. I would ask how you are, but uh, I think we've already gone over that.
3: I'm more curious about how you're uh, you're doing for The Chase for Three. The Chase for Three is on, is and it's a, been
1: discussed. Is that a trifecta? Like, did you and your wife— All right, The Chase for Three, so that would be the third kid in the Hoyt family. You and your wife, before Child 1 or Child 2, that would be uh, Maddie and Macy. Correct. Did you have the conversation? Did they just show up one day from the stork? Like, what happened?
3: Uh, kind of along those lines. Like, I remember when it was before the first, we just decided, let's try. And that was like the, yeah, here's the moment. I'm going to get laid for months. <laughs>
1: and then you end
3: up getting pregnant, pregnant like, after two like weeks. Three weeks later, she's like, oh, here, check out this stick. Why, I am, I, on it.
1: why am I so good at this?
3: And then uh, the next one came around a couple of years later where we wouldn't kind of space them out a little bit. And so about three years apart.
1: So you did have maybe a conversation of when do we want to have the second one? Or was or was the more serious conversation, honestly, when are we stopping and someone's getting snip snip?
3: No, our discussion was we wanted to make sure that each one of our daughters kind of had their time to be the little one in the house. Because I, I think it's hard when you have like a two-year-old and suddenly here's another kid that comes around because there's so much developmental time that you want to be able to commit to them. And so we thought three going on four was probably pretty good. So I was like... Man, I'm going to get laid for months. This is going to be great. And then like three weeks later, she's like, here's a stick and we're pregnant again. And so that, that's how those two came along. And then it turned into, can we like get you snipped? And I said, all right. I there complied. was no
1: even serious sit down conversation
3: of that though? No, because my wife had had, had, t- had two uh, C-sections. And so on the second one, they had the discussion, would you like for us to tie your tubes and we weren't sure if we were done with kids.
1: While you're down there, you might as well just go ahead and wrap that thing up. That's what I thought. I was like, "Listen,
3: tie it off like a pair of shoes." But we weren't. We weren't sure we were done. It, it wasn't until uh, probably six to nine months later that we decided we were done. When we were very happy with two little girls.
1: So do they actually do that, by the way? Like, are they like, "Well, there's the fallopian tube." if yeah, you Yeah, to they tie it off. They do right like here. a bow tie. Yeah,
3: okay. yeah. They they do their thing.
1: Double knot it. Yeah, of Just course. in case. Or just in even... case. So we never we we never really had the conversation for the first one. We were like, "Oh, we're married." So it's not sin anymore. Like, we can have a baby.
3: You already did that.
1: And, uh, yeah, thanks. And uh, and we're like, we bought a house in the suburbs. Like, we've done the white flight thing. So now we're respectable. So, 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 like, what else is left? All right, let's have a kid. We didn't really have the discussion. Second one was kind of a surprise. He'll yeah, you find made it sound
3: out. like you were living in College Park, and then you were like, let's go to Roswell.
1: <laughs> now that we're out of the public school systems. <laughs> and then uh, second one was just kind of a surprise. He'll figure that one out later. But this is the really the first time we have sat down and it's like, do we want to do and you you do sit down for like life-changing decisions. Like, I don't know, you sit down with somebody, one of your friends or something before you decide you want to propose or your dad or whatever. You, you throw s- it around a little bit. Yeah. You, s- you sit down with your wife before you you buy a house or make an investment, something like that. We finally sat down. We were both pretty drunk, which I think it takes, you know, the courage. You need a little courage, juice in you. And yeah, we sat down and decided. Do we want to have a third? And my first comment to her... Damn, Matthew, stop texting me. And you guys gave me crap about this was... I told her, I go, this is not my decision to make. This is your decision.
3: Which I think sounds kind of crazy being that it's your sperm.
1: I understand. Like, she can use my body. You know know what she she wants? She can rape me, whatever. I don't care. No, but you, you know
3: what you want? You want her to be satisfied with two boys. But if she's not, you're like, okay. It's not we'll my place
1: to tell you, hey, we're Be stopping. Satisfied. Correct. Right. It's it's not my place. And I guess that's what I mean by it. Like, if we had two girls, I would probably want to try for the third just to see if I could get a boy. Because, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I, I do believe, at least in my case, every man grows up wanting to pass down his lineage, have a have a son to take over the kingdom. Like, I, I guess the thing is, like,
3: obviously I grew up as a boy into a man, and I had brothers, this other thing is so much more interesting to me because I never had sisters. I never like I never had close female cousins or anything. So I've never had that. I've got to have the boy to pass on the
1: ball lineage. I'm like, nah, we're good. I'm I'm happy. But don't you want that kid that you play a catch with, have a catch with, basically? And not that you can't have a catch with your girl. Why
3: wouldn't I not be able to have a catch with my girls? Marla Hooch, <laughs>
1: what, what a, a hitter! <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's a different
3: kind of thing because I'm now, especially as a as a volleyball parent. I'm watching something that I think is pretty cool that I never grew up doing, and seeing my daughter excel at it, it's still it's still just different. And part of it, and this is the weird blessing about it, I can't coach it because I didn't ever play it.
1: That's true. So it's
3: almost left to, to me to, to stay out of it and just enjoy um, the, com- the competition she's
1: getting and, and the accolades and when she does well at it. The idea of having you know, your first cigarette with your kid when he turns 18 or 16 or whatever you want to, whatever time you want 14, to do it. 14, whatever. Like, that doesn't ever, like... So we're at the craps table. You can't sit there with your daughter, though, and share a cigarette with her. Like, you don't want to do yeah, that, and right? my dad, he pulled out a cigarette <laughs> and he said he was the Marlboro Man. Like, you don't want to burn your daughter's wrist to get her not to smoke, but you can do that to your son, that kind of thing. Like, I guess that's what I mean by it, and... Do you really think you could be that hard on your boys? I've seen how you are with your boys.
3: There's, oh, no, chance. No. There's no chance. There's no chance. Let's not act like, like even if you were coaching, you could even do the, hey, I'm going to, okay, like my old man.
1: Okay, you see that? That is an actual cigarette burn from my father. Like people joke about that. That's an actual cigarette burn on my hand from my father.
3: My dad used to put a broomstick handle behind me when I was in the batter's box. And it was simply put, you do not step out from this, this broomstick. Don't step in the
1: bucket, basically? At all.
3: Well, every other kid would get the regular pitch. He would hit me with them from time to time. Just to be... I, it, he's not going to do it to other, If he hit another kid, it's on accident. He's hitting me on purpose. Well,
1: that's abuse. When it's your own son, it's okay. But so
3: the message was very clear. I'm going to be very hard on you. I would have a very hard time believing that you could do that to your boys. I... <sighs> Because you're kind of soft as it is to start with. Not like, you know, belly soft, but like you're a lover. I, you I, are. You're a soft lover. You're I, a very nice person.
1: I am. I'm a softy on the inside, but my wife cannot. She can be a dick to me. Oh,
3: she would do horrible things to those boys. But she, she
1: can't w- be a dick to those kids for some reason. Ah. And so I have to be bad cop, and I kind of get off on being bad cop because everywhere else, like, I'm not really bad cop. You know that emotionally. But- so you think you could bring that to a sports field and be like, <laughs> I'm driving at home? Because let me just tell you,
3: I have to be bad cop with my daughters because my wife is the biggest pushover. But at the same time, they don't respect her at all when it comes to stuff. Like, I'm the one. I'm, like, the closer for bedtime. I'm the I'm the one that when when weird stuff happens, they come in and tell me about things. So
1: when I say I get off on it, yes, I, I'm not the first one they're going to hug when they're crying and everything else. But when I say it's bedtime or I say, go pick that up right now, oh, they jump and they go do it. And my wife says it and they won't listen to her. So I get off on that. I enjoy somewhat of that. But – I don't think it's my place to tell my wife your dream. You got to give up on. Like, if your wife wanted to go, let's say her dream job was X Y Z, and it
3: another NFL market.
1: You had to go to you. They they need
3: somebody to do salary caps. You wanted to be on
1: radio, and they keep telling you it's not going to work here in Atlanta. Like, would your wife get up and move? It's not her choice to make the decision on your dream. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
3: I've done that to her before, where things were taking off for her and so i i sat back back in the 790 days like the first two calls were from dc and buffalo and i was like yeah not going to dc or buffalo <laughs> her career's going well i'll wait so that i get that but when you start talking about adding the third kid oh god shoot me in the head man this is the critical moment where if it you get that test back and they go it's another boy your wife is going to cry, 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 cry. And you're just going to be like, wow, another boy. And then you'll realize, like, hey,
1: Lisa, it's just it's the four Hoyt boys and you. I can only make boys. That's the thing. I, I don't know how to even take a third kid. Like, I can't. I got my hands full with two, but at least yeah. we can divide and conquer, basically.
3: Three, and it's all zone and everything else. It's a problem.
1: What is zone, by the way? You just let one kid just... No, zone it's, out it, on his iPad, and no. you handle the other two over here. Like, no, I'm in charge.
3: Like- I'm in charge of these two bedrooms, and you're kind of helping me with the third one. But you've got that one over there as well. It's a zone defense. It's three shooters and two two defenders. See,
1: I'm going in with the mindset of I'm going to treat him like Josh Smith. Like, let him sit out of the perimeter if he wants to shoot. Cool, he's on his own. He can survive. I'm I'm fine. Nah, man, if Josh wants to hit a shot, cool.
3: They're all snipers at your age. Like they'll all mess up <laughs> stuff if you don't keep an eye on them.
1: All right, let's let's finish up with this
3: because you and I both saw this piece of news. And we started rubbing our hands together. You know that I love Thistle Hare the Christmas Bear from (laughs) Alabama. That old Christmas song.
1: Oh, Thistle Hair the the Christmas Christmas Bear. Bear. Yeah.
3: Spreading the good news everywhere. I didn't think that there'd be such a thing as a cocaine bear. But as we found out, not only are we getting a cocaine bear story,
1: but it's actually a legitimate deal. So there's two paths to the story, by the way. Do we want to tell the original story of the cocaine bear, or do we want let's to tell how they're going to somehow try to turn this into a movie? Let's just give like
3: the overview and how they're trying to make this into some sort of feature film or presentation.
1: I guess basically there was a, in 1985, there was a drug smuggler named Andrew Carter Thor- Thornton II. He was a wealthy son of an elite, blah, blah, blah. He was smuggling drugs, Cocaine. Co- cocaine. And he was flying it into Kentucky. Well, somewhere along the line, his plane was going down, and uh, he decided to eject, along with seven pounds of cocaine, out in Tennessee somewhere. He died on impact. He, I guess he hit the propeller or he hit the tail on the back. Did the prop catch him? Basically, yes. It was like Independence Day when we lost Harry Connick Jr., like that kind of thing.
3: No, no, that was an alien ship that shot him and it exploded. This would be like trying to jump out of a plane and the prop catches you.
1: I thought he couldn't eject. I thought that was his issue. He could not eject out of the plane. Well, he
3: couldn't eject, but again, there was an alien force firing shots of of goo
1: behind him. Will Smith survived it. That was different. And he took down the alien. Then he was like, welcome to Earth. (laughs) (laughs) But that's besides the point. So there's basically... Welcome to cocaine. Seven pounds of cocaine sitting there, and about, like, three months later, a bear stumbles onto this cocaine.
3: And at this point, he's thinking it's, like, no country for old men. Like, how am I going to move this? How much is it worth? Is the the Mexican cartel going to come find it?
1: So, is it Elizabeth Banks wants to do a movie about this? Oh, by the way, the bear's heart exploded after doing seven pounds of cocaine. (laughs) They talked to the coroner, by the way. Like, he gives a great quote. Let me see if I can find it here. Let's do something for the audience so I can find it. Oh, good. I found it. Boy
3: is looking for the coroner's
1: quote? Quote, its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could have survived it. Well, we know one that could have. I mean...
3: We've been around him. I don't know if he's ever done seven in one sitting, but whatever.
1: Cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hypothermia, retinal failure, heart failure, stroke, you name it, the bear had it, end quote.
3: Kind of sounds like the bear just basically exploded from the inside out. Elizabeth Banks, (laughs) by the way, pretty sure that if she was ever to come into town, I'd take her to Waffle House and we'd be best friends. But that's beyond the point. She's
1: going to make a movie out of this. Yes, I'm curious. How do you... What do you do? What's the story? Like, what's the backstory on this? Is the backstory of the cocaine smuggler, or is the backstory of the bear? Like, is he growing up? He's Baloo the Bear. He raises a little child like the jungle book. And then he stumbles onto seven pounds of cocaine.
3: I was hopeful that this story included the bear going like Cujo. You remember that old Stephen King movie where, you know, dog gets bit, gets, you know, rabies and goes wild. I was hoping that comes that's, up with a lot
1: of great ideas though, like in the process
3: of it, like I'm gonna start my own business all of a sudden. Uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna create all these t-shirts and these slogans. This is what I got. This is what I got. Then it's heart explodes. Right. Instead the bear's like, I'm coming up with a new way to fish and we're going <laughs> down over here. <laughs> you know, I, I would I would think that would be kind of cool, but it sounds more like the bear ate a bunch of cocaine and the bear exploded and died. Like it didn't really complete the journey of cocaine masterpiece. But
1: there isn't like there there's supposed to be a is it a plot arc? Like what's the arc of a movie? that basically you you build up the character and then they go through some hard times and everything else and then you hit... It just seems like the bear found cocaine, did cocaine, his heart exploded, we just did a three-minute short and that's the film. How do you build a film out of this cocaine bear?
3: I hope they find a way to do it and I hope that we can support it with our words and our eyeballs.
1: I hope that episode, like, 346 of the Audio Fun Bag, you won't be here, you'll be somewhere else, but we'll still be doing it... We can do it from another market. Yes, exactly, but... I hope the audio fun bag is then brought to you by the Cocaine Bear. The
3: Cocaine Bear. We've moved on from our, our current sponsors because they're like, <laughs> it got way too racy, guys. <laughs> and we're like, that's fine. We got hooked up by Cocaine Bear. <laughs> then there'll be
1: ads for Cocaine Bear. What is this? What, what, what do you title this, by the way? Like, you can't just title it The Cocaine Bear. That tells the story.
3: The Cocaine Bear episode. Berenstein Bears
1: meet cocaine. Like, was there ever a Berenstein Bears book? Where they talked about cocaine or no. drug use? It was never. it never went that far. <laughs> all right, coming up next,
3: I have something new that I'm going to try and a workaround going on in the media that I do not care for that we'll have to bring up. That's coming up next on the Audio Fun Bag.
1: What's the workaround? Follow the Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Podcast Park.
2: It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up.
3: Alright, uh, one of our other favorites is Brian Finnerin and Brian, it's awesome when he does certain reads. And they're patented. Like, that's the most famous one. This one doesn't really get to that level, but it was still a lot of fun to listen to.
1: My sleep number setting is 70, and my wife's is 40. We've been in a sleep number bed for almost 20 years now, and we'll always be in it because it's that good. Uh, it is as good as it gets. You can save 1000 bucks on the Queen Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus freemium Plus freemium. What the hell is that? (laughs) Plus free premium delivery and setup when you add a base.
3: I love the invention of the new word. He should have just rolled with it because I was buying it. He's like on this freemium thing. That's awesome. It's free premium. It's freemium. It's that good. Creation of words is
1: wonderful. You know what would happen like six months from now? You're seeing a commercial on TV for it. And it's got freemium with a little like... R with yes. a circle yes. around, or TM with a yes. circle around it. They're
3: just going to say this is so good. We're combining it's free premium. premium. It's Plus premium. premium. You don't get that from Sealy Serta. You don't get it from those. No. Uh-huh. It would have been a Brian Finner in creation. Mm-hmm. He can just patented it. Patented what the hell it. is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Audio Fun Bag Chapter Fifty Six. We've made it here. All brought to you by responsibly vodka and Cocaine Bear and Norman's Electronics. <laughs> NEIUSA.com, which does not back Cocaine Bear at all. Like, you know there's somebody out there that does have, like, the nickname Cocaine Bear? Like, he's a bigger dude who's, like, you know, got a whole lot of hair on his chest. And, listen, he hasn't partaken in, like, 20 or 30 years, but he was known at his fraternity as, like, Jeff
1: the Cocaine Bear. See, I was thinking, like, a gay guy. So he's the bear, but he just does a lot of But coke. he does a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's our Cocaine Bear. Oh, no, no, he's... Uh,
3: He's not really that big. No, no, he's Cocaine Bear. <laughs> That's what we refer to him as. What a cool nickname. Like, Chuck got the king. He got Cocaine Bear. So I wanted to bring this up with you because I've I've added something to the house very secretly. Yes. And when I say secretly, you know there's times when you show something to your wife and you go, does this look cool? And she might say, no, Brian, it's not cool. Then there's other times where she might be like, yes, Brian, it looks very cool. And you say, Hey, can we
1: add this? You know, I kind of want to put this downstairs, and she might agree or she might disagree. Lisa gave me the advice to just ignore when you make her voice, and it would go away.
3: Lisa, this is Lisa. (sighs) Anyway. This is your alter ego, Lisa. I just wanted to say hi to you during the podcast. I'm ignoring it, honey. So, I started showing my wife videos from YouTube because she used to really enjoy her kickboxing
1: class. Uh, Yes, back when the body was tight.
3: Yeah, she's she's doing okay. I would say this. I, I would tell her like like listen, you're doing really great. But what's happened though is that now that she had, I don't know if you know this. So she had like her chest injury, where it started as it started as bronchitis. It became a cough, and then basically it created this irritation where whenever she punches things or does any kind of motions, it hurts. What? Yes, it's uh it's it's got some crazy name. It's an inflammation for some of your chest muscles. I did not the, know the, about the, this. The, Like for instance, stuff that ties from like her her neck to her shoulder, it gets inflamed, and then she's like, This sucks. It hurts.
1: This is good news for you as a husband though, because she'll
3: stop punching you. Yes. But not kicking. And so she was telling me like, like, yeah, I'd still love to be able to do this kickboxing classes. And I said, Well, it's cool. Take a look at this video for fight camp where you get this bag and you get this integration with these all this stuff. And she's like, That does look cool. And I go, Hey, can I just I'm just gonna order it. And she's like, Yeah. She didn't ask about the price. She didn't ask about the setup. She didn't ask about anything. She just thought Kickboxing, I miss it. That looks cool. So it's showing up tomorrow. Oh, my God. Yes. And so I've taken the back room, which you've been in the basement. You were in the basement just last week.
1: That was my Jordan Bang Room. I was supposed to be. I don't know if you used to refer
3: to it as that. Um, but we would open up the doors, and there was this big table in there that was filled with lo- uh, Legos.
1: Yeah, we'd play Poker. We played we'd, poke, we'd poker played in there poker, and stuff we like that. cards against yeah. humanity, things like that. But that's all it was used that's for. That's it.
3: That was all it was used for. So now I've convinced her, let's put a bed in here. Let's put a, a Murphy bed in this case. We'll put a couple pub tables. I already set up a TV screen in there. I put put one mounted one on the wall and let me have the regular workout equipment in here. Starting tomorrow night, I'm going to be punching the S out of that bag. And I'm so excited because we've already talked about this 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 evolution where I'm, I don't have any violent tendencies in my life but i would like to be able to when i get frustrated something at work and i'm like man man that didn't sound the way it needs to or god that was awful or wow we didn't execute that well
1: man this is really poor i want to punch something and now i'm going to at least have something to punch multiple questions first what does it what does the setup come with like are we talking cuz i've seen the the dummy with no arms and okay. like just a a not even a leg or a butt but it just has an upper body and a face and you punch it does it have a speed bag? Does it have a, like, what does it come with?
3: Okay, so what you're getting when you order this is, first off, it's about a six-foot bag. It's a heavy bag. Okay. And you're basically, you know, pouring your sand or your water, or whatever you want to into it. Anchored to the ceiling or anchored to the floor? No anchor. What? It weighs, when you put your stuff on it, about 370 pounds. So it doesn't move. It just sits there. Okay, And so you get the, the underneath, you know, padding, basically the rubber stuff that you get. They give you the boxing gloves with the wrist wraps. I already had that stuff anyway. I know. You're a fighter, obviously. But they also give you these wrist sensors. And the interesting part about it is every single time you punch and make contact with the bag, it calculates that as a punch. So you're basically doing Peloton where you're, you're basically doing your race against everybody online. And, hey, here's how fast I'm going, Peloton. Well, you're basically punching the bag in the same concept where it's constantly measuring what you're doing. You are
1: two steps away from just fighting somebody, right? Th- this is going to get old for you in about six months, and you're just going to have to fight somebody. And it could be just a homeless bum. It could be somebody actually... A- come here, come here, you homeless bum. It could be somebody at a gym or something else. But eventually, like you're going to have to take it up a notch. Hang on, I'm going to check this yeah, that, out.
3: That's what the images look like.
1: You're going to have to take this up a notch where you're going to need the fear of someone hitting you in order to get off.
3: What do you mean get off?
1: From a standpoint of like your workout. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you think I was talking about?
3: I, I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I was just thinking about normal connotations there. But yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have to fight. I'm gonna have to find the cocaine bear on the street and fight him. That I'm looking forward to this only because I told you I'd been doing the machine of death for like three, four years, and it just got to the point where I just want to try
1: something different for a while. And that's what I'm telling you from a get off standpoint. Like, what do you mean get off? You, you know. All right, I'll bring it back to sex. you watch your videos or whatever that you do your thing with but eventually you've slowly got to take your high up like there's a reason that people talk about weed being a gateway drug like this is your gateway drug but eventually you're going to get tired of weed and you're going to start shooting up things in between your toes I
3: wonder if this is ever going to get to the point where I I call up Ben Ingram and I just go hey Ben you, you you want to spar a little bit I but, I mean, that's going gonna, gonna to take a long time because he's been doing it for nine
1: months. I think he'd destroy me. But I don't think you start off with Ben. Like, that's why I said a homeless guy and or, I, like, and, a younger and, child. And don't you think, too, not a child. <laughs> you start off with something you can beat just you, and you slowly build your no, tolerance you up. Want,
3: you want something that's going to challenge you a little bit. Like, how much do you think Ben weighs right now? And we haven't uh, seen him for a while.
1: Probably one nine, like he's like the perfect 195 Like, like I think kind he'd
3: be, see because I I look at Ben and I think like one ninety five to two o five, like somewhere yeah. there because he's he's strong. Ben is strong, but he's also like six two and strong, right? Which I'm pretty sure he would have twenty pounds on me. That's not somebody I should be fighting.
1: That's why I'm saying you start with a child or a homeless person and move your way up. Then Ben Ben is going to be like the top of the mountain for you. Don't start off with Ben. Ben, ben would have easily two inches and 20 pounds on Okay, me. you're starting off with a bag that has no arms and legs, and it can't defend itself. And then I'm going to start working up from there. And you move to a child, and then Ben is eventually. Now, does this come with a video of any kind, or, or are you just punching the bag and taking out your anger on no, it?
3: No, no, no. So all of it. Basically integrates to your your smart TV, your you can put it on your tablet, your phone, whatever, and so that's how you watch either the the live classes or the recorded ones that integrate with your system.
1: Is it like a Billy Banks though, where he's like, "Let's start on the head," and you start popping the head? He's like, "Jab." jab. Every single like,
3: there's kickboxing workouts, there's fight workouts. They should really be paying me for this. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs>
1: Brought to you by Cocaine Bear and it, Fight Camp.
3: There you go. Let's try it. But I'm I, I'm curious to see how this works because I just want to do something different and i want to try something different and the idea that i get to throw hands in my own home after work kind of sounds cool and there, before
1: work there is also a part of me though that is starting to fear again that you may become a fighter like so when we
3: go to let's say the next any kind of casino if somebody was yes. to, to threaten to hit you or threaten to fight you or threaten to shoot you like we dealt with in vegas maybe i would come to your aid or you and just and say you need to stop that kind, sir.
1: Or you just start starting shit basically just so you can fight or show off your skills. I kind of think about it like that that one
3: Oklahoma football player.
1: That's exactly what came to my mind. The dude should
3: have just left well alone when the when he's sitting there poking at that guy with and he's cauliflower trying to start a, ears. Right. someone with cauliflower ears. You know that dude's a wrestler and even though he's 3 inches smaller than you, he's trained to destroy. You're trained to hold on to the foot, sorry. You're trained to Catch the 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 long snap, get it down, and or, or punt it away, or let it get kicked for a field goal. That's what you're trained to do. He's trained to destroy. Don't mess with cauliflower ear like you've told me in the past. Okay, like that's that's don't don't mess with wrestlers. I would not do that. What is your ultimate goal in this? Is it to just lose
1: to, weight? Is it to tighten up? Or is it to actually learn to fight?
3: No, I I think I just want a different workout that's fun. That's all. Okay, because I'm bored. I, I'm honestly. I, I go down to the basement, I go hit the machine to death, I go do some, some you know, let me do some push-ups, some abs and a bunch of stuff, and then I just walk around the house going, all right, like, that was, that was I got it done. I want to do something that's fun. Like, I want to, and, and I'm not playing rec league men's baseball right now, and I haven't been shooting hoops for forever, and my gym membership, my wife treats it like, well, I mean, if you want to go back there, I'm like, okay, well, until I'm vaccinated, I don't really, whatever, whatever. That, that's what I'm running into.
1: Are you worried that this is just a phase, though, and you just bought all this equipment for a phase? Like, I feel like a lot of those people who have Pelotons in their house, now they're just collecting dust and they're hanging their laundry on them.
3: I will tell you, it's just like my other my other uh, Bowflex deal, uh, the Max Trainer. Machine of Death? That was like a... Okay, so if I want to call it like a phase, that was four years of just destroying that thing, killing myself on it. Okay, cool. I would still hop on it at any time, but I would like to have something else other than the Machine of Death. So if you want to say it was a phase, it was a good four years worth of phase. Now I just want to have one other thing that I can do outside of this thing over here. Most
1: people go through a phase, though, and they're like, I want to get abs. Oh, it's like six months, and then they're they're done with it. Your phase is, I want to break someone's face.
3: No, I just want to sweat. Okay. just want to sweat a little differently.
1: There's other ways to sweat.
3: Coming up next. You can make a baby. We'll talk about the workaround. Yeah, you're about to have three. That's next right here on the Auto Fun Bag.
0: A lifetime of hard work.
3: The fan is ready for Brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air. Deep center field and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen.
2: We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app.
1: So make sure you
2: download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by... Responsibly Vodka And Norman's Electronics Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck Shades on in Dark Club
3: Ah, uh, Let's move over to one Chris D'Amino Now, Chris D'Amino, I, I think as Chris is- has gone along uh, In his radio career There's two things I think he doesn't really care for anymore He's never cared for, like, radio formatics, Like the idea of, like, resets or anything else <laughs> But I think he's now taken the idea of structure And just said, I don't want anything to do with it In this piece of audio, you're going to hear him Because he's not looking at the show sheet. He never does. (laughs) He starts trying to call for audio that isn't supposed to be used until like the next hour of the show. This is what it sounded like.
1: Uh, We're going to hear a piece of sound because this guy has got a a bunch of projects, including playing um, the Tiger King guy. He's going to do that movie. But he's also got a new show on Netflix where he's going to give you um, the history of the curse word. Hit the button. Oh, I have no clue what you're talking about. Nick Cage, hit the button. Oh.
3: Wasn't that for Beyond the Goatee? He's getting everything mixed up. Oh, no.
1: Oh, yeah, I am. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Hit Nick Cage. Nick Cage can go in the the driveway. I did
3: just email it to you, John, if you want to pull it up.
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. Very confused. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Those guys have a show meeting on the air? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Big John is about the most get along to go along guy. Like, he wants to help. And he's just no like, I got nothing. I got no, no idea. I, don't, I don't know
3: what you're talking about. It's Audio Funback Chapter 56, all brought to you by Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com, and Responsibly Vodka. Drink Responsibly Why are you making that horrible face? I
1: swallowed a dip in the last segment. Oh no. Yep, yep. Oh no. But we're gonna fight thank you, that's my oh no. But we're gonna fight through this. That is. We're gonna fight through these sweats and everything else. You are
3: sweating. You look awful. Here, take this trash can. Just right here you have it. Nope. Okay, Okay, that's trash just trash can just in case. I'm okay. Because things can get a little crazy. I'm
1: okay. I went to the dentist today, by the way. Got that checkup. Uh, uh,
3: what'd they tell you? That you have this wrong this time or nothing wrong?
1: Nothing, you know? We always go in thinking, uh, here comes the death sentence. All right, you've got mouth cancer. Here comes the trach. And, what, uh, what is it yet. that
3: Kincaid has always told you?
1: That when, and when I your, die your face falls of off? mouth cancer, when my face falls off and I die, he will not show up to my funeral. Which seems kind of mean. You would think that he would kind of
3: come around now it, that he's realized. Like, Can we tell the audience? Yeah. Okay, know, so, so Kincaid has reached out to you and I. On a multitude of times, he's killing it in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's having a good time. He is killing it in Philadelphia. That's a station that has never been close to the rival station. They have been trending where they're going to beat them, and it took all of, what, a month and a half?
1: Five weeks, yeah.
3: Five weeks. And what they're basically doing there is the show that we always talked about doing. Yeah. Basically, everything we always told them about, you should do this, do this, do this. This will work here. This will work in Philadelphia. Philadelphia... And so much of the Northeastern, you ball washing bastards. It's so sad that you have accepted for so long such mediocre sports talk radio, where it's just like, let's take eighty calls in an hour, and and we'll just talk about whatever. That that radio sucks. And they basically it's
1: W E I, it's W F A N, it's W I P, it's all those. They, they all, all those do stadiums. the same.
3: They all do the same, and then they're all their programmers are all used to doing the same. Yeah, well, I remember some of them would be like, John, you didn't take a call that hour. Well, how many do you want me to take 10? What? <laughs> like that was their programmers. That's what, that's what they do. Leave it to the callers to do the station to, and, and, and to plan, plan the show. He basically has implemented everything that you and I have talked about and he's killing it at a level that's insane. And so every now and then he reached out to us and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you, doing? and I'm like, I'm feel very proud that, that you and I, the version of radio that we would do Virgin? in any market would even work in Philadelphia and it's working in Philadelphia.
1: It is. It is. Which is pretty cool. And eventually we'll take over the world because we have interns everywhere. We have little tentacles everywhere. Yes,
3: eventually you will be uh a really enjoyable radio in almost every market, depending as long as our interns are there.
1: Because in Dallas at the ticket, they kind of they they made you an intern. Obviously you brought it over here. And- I,
3: I took my stuff going around and then I started spreading from there and as long as you have the influence of of, of these people, then you start... It all goes back to Bruce Gilbert. He's like the godfather of he this whole thing. He
1: basically spread his seed all over the world, and now we're all shooting our little loads all over the place. Although
3: I've just made mine, my version of it, just a little bit more weird. Yeah, everybody does. And then does. with you, then it's like, let's add it make it even more weird.
1: Everybody does, but that's like... It, it's overall, it's the Nick Saban coaching tree or the Bill Belichick, and everybody brings their little piece in, but that's how it works out. So I want to finish up with this tonight, because... You've had now
3: the uh, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones signed Dak Prescott, and he was asked the question. He said, oh, yeah, 100% capacity for this year for our stadium.
1: Yay, normalcy. It's here.
3: Ballpark in Arlington. Yeah, 100% capacity. Do you realize that tomorrow, and if you're listening on, on Thursday. Is this the one-year anniversary? One-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down, and then everything fell from there, March 11th of 2020. So
1: that was the Utah Jazz, was that correct? That was one of the teams. That was like there was one of seven games. Because that was Rudy Gobert, was that? Yes. Rudy did the thing where he touched everybody's microphone. A couple days
3: before, and then that's what happened on the 11th. So like on the night, they walk out on
1: the 11th. They're like, all right, shutting this thing down. So to me, that wasn't – maybe that wasn't the biggest domino, at least in the sports world, that fell. Maybe we're a week out of it. When they canceled March Madness – well, that that we're now, we're in that week. Are we? Because remember, it was conference championship week. Because I remember specifically we had Chris Landry on. It was a Wednesday. So I guess it was. It, yes, you're State, right. And the tournament are. was going on. Georgia um, Georgia had just beaten, God, who did we beat? Maybe A&M or somebody like that in the tournament. And they basically came down and said, we are going to cancel the NCAA March Madness NCAA tournament. And it was at that point I sat there and I was like, all right, this shit's real like, like I was like I was like
3: man, we got problems in sports.
1: <laughs> yeah. What are we going to talk about for the next however long? Which
3: actually for you and I became this playground for the next 4 months of how weird, how much fun, how much stuff we could do cuz we were doing that without anything until what, July when uh-huh. we started to get the NBA and Braves, baseball. Get Braves baseball. So we went Mar- uh, most of March, God, April, May, and June. Four months, nearly nearly a full four months before we had stuff back enough to where we could be like, all right, let's do this. And
1: we didn't want to talk COVID because, dear God, oh, everybody nothing. was so— Biggest s- ass-whipping. But on top of it, how could you not talk about it? Talk
3: about the biggest ass-whipping.
1: Because we didn't have baseball in the air or NBA or NCAA and everything else, and it just got to a point where— what would we do? What did we? We came up with Win Chuck's Dinner twice a week. We were like, that'll hold over the audience. That was our
3: old boss who came up with that. That was dumb.
1: Uh, what else did we do? We did Chuck's Title Town. He paid for that one. We did. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> You're an ass. Um, you
3: know the mood I'm in. We did Chuck's Title Town, was an idea. Which was we were going to find 25 moments that were championship or whatever celebratory uh, pieces of audio in the history of Atlanta. And we got to like fourteen, and Chuck quit. In
1: a city that has one title, I think we all kind of came together. Maybe we had a meeting, socially distanced, of course, the four of us, and we were like,
3: "Well, there's more like the three of us and one person on a computer screen, probably."
1: But we were, we just basically thought of how how are we going to survive this? What are we going to talk about? And so, boss down the halls. Idea was do win Chuck's dinner every hour. Chuck comes up with the idea of let's do every title in Atlanta. Problem was you have one title. Um. I'm trying to think of other things we came up with. Can we do more fun bags? Can we, somehow we survived and we floated our way to Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys and the Texas Rangers and everybody saying 100% capacity. 100% capacity. Now here is where
3: I point out how ridiculous this thing is as we, we now are right at that finish line. First off, does there, it feel like we're at a finish line, by the way? Uh, by the way, there's a lot of people that don't want there to be a finish line. Well, that's true. you are always going to have that because they enjoy the power of it. But oh. here's here's what I point out to you about this. As, Los is
1: getting political. As you
3: roll your eyes. <laughs> do you realize, like, uh, are you 65? No, I'm good. I, I'm, not, I'm not 65. I
1: am overweight before you go on your spiel.
3: Because the thing that is frustrating me now is you have a number of media members that are using the media member exception. The one where they're like, I'm an essential worker, which is kind of like the workaround in some different places.
1: Oh, yeah. So we're supposed to be the next ones after teachers that are able to be vaccinated, which is idiotic. No, it's so bullshit is what it is. You can you're say right. It <laughs> is
3: total bullshit. So first off, because if if the world was hit by like a nuclear weapon from anywhere. Yeah. Who's going in the bunker? Um, but we would still be broadcasting because radio would still work. Even with like an EMP, radio would still work, which is why we were considered essential workers last year and we were still working up here.
1: Sure, but there's no reason reason for Seth Emerson to be in a
3: bunker. I don't need Seth Emerson in the next life. Right, but you have all these people that are now using these exceptions and there's another exception they're also using too, which makes me even more insane. And it points out to you would rather wear your mask and eat your fucking cheeseburgers oh, and whatever. It. Do you realize there's a guy who, who who works out of New York? He's one of the writers for The Ringer. Dan And he he was talking about how he, I got my first shot. And I was like, you're like 34. Like, how did you, what did you do? Turns out, in his area, as long as you have a body mass index over 35, well, (laughs) then you can jump to the front of the line. And I'm like, wait a minute. So if you decide not, because remember, the better part of the last year has been, well, we can't have stadiums and we can't have sports and we can't whatever because it's unsafe, because you won't fucking take care of yourself you now get to jump in front of the line in front of other people. First off, you use the BS media exception. Then you decide, let me go and use the fat exception because you would sooner yell at everybody else about wearing their mask or not going to their game or super spreading or whatever else like that. But you can't stop sticking food in your face and now you get to jump in front. End of rant. You sure? I just,
1: I, I read that and I just went, really, dude? Really? Really? I don't know if we're at the finish line, and I'm not going to be George Bush and hang the banner that says mission accomplished, but it does feel like, I I was going to ask you, I guess, there have been certain stages throughout this entire thing where I have felt as though, all right, I remember when I ran the Peachtree and they set up the little mile marker, mile one, mile two, damn it, here comes the hill at mile five. I just remember every single little marker we've hit. I remember sitting over at Sports and Social when they first opened. Right. And I think it was May, maybe maybe June, somewhere around there. It was very, very it was only on the outside patio. Yep. And, and it was
3: very limited occupancy. And
1: they were gonna have us do a broadcast. Hey, we're we're reopening basically out of the pandemic, and you know, wear your mask if you're not doing this, everything else. <coughs> and I went over there with Kincaid and we just had a beer. And we had a beer together like eleven fifty before the show started. And it just felt like this is a mile marker. Let's kind of celebrate it. When I went to Arlington for Braves Dodgers and LCS, N- another mile marker. Yeah. Just, Fans in the stands. I'm at a I'm at a baseball game in a year that they would not let people go to a baseball game, and I'm at a baseball game watching it, having a beer. Felt like a mile marker. It just feels like we we've got baseball. Hopefully, we're going to start up on time. No, we're got, starting on time. We've got the NCAA tournament. And we we went through an entire college football season where the SEC missed what one two games. Like there are just certain mile markers that I just feel like. Damn, we're coming out of this, and it's just, it's, uh, everybody talks about normalcy, and everybody's normalcy is different, but I just, I've missed so much normalcy, man.
3: What I've done, and because we are not going to split town for for spring break, um, we are going to, uh, for a portion of it we will, then we're going to come back because it is important to me to be in that stadium across the street when the Braves are, be- are back over there. And we already have tickets, My my wife, my two daughters, we're staying at the Omni, we're going to be there for Friday night with the fireworks and everything else. We'll be there for Saturday's game, so we're making it a point. We're in that stadium because it's time. Here's what it is, and so you know, as as we wrap up all of this podcast, it's just the fact that we now get to back get back to a little bit of
1: some fun normalcy mm-hmm. to enjoy that for the summer into the fall. And even if it's not, even if it's not the exact same. I shouldn't say ever because I'm not one of those people. Even if it's not the exact same as it was two years ago, just this year, just this year, that's fine. Give me somewhat of the
3: normalcy. That's that's why I can't wait for them in Arlington when they're 100% right off the top. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you're not comfortable with it, stay home. It's cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. I kept my parents at home for forever. They got their shots. Now they can do what they want. Enjoy. If they, your- were, if they were dating, they'd be you know running around seeing other people if
1: you want to have unprotected sex go ahead
3: whatever especially when you're older too
1: absolutely yeah, what are I mean, you those, living for yeah I mean uh, nursing homes are filled with people with STDs they just pass it around have we never gotten into that on the podcast we should eventually take us take us out you tell people about it now you enjoy your super spreader event list I'll be at home me and Chuck will be in our bubble bubble Podcast Park on social media for live updates. As new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at the Podcast Park.
0: This morning in the Atlanta Airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
2: Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off.